0: Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. In this episode of the Soulful Sound podcast, I'm joined by the very talented Solomon Golding. London-born, Solomon is quickly becoming one of the brightest talents in the dance world and has made history by becoming the first Black British-born dancer in the Royal Ballet's 85-year history. He has worked with some of the world's leading choreographers, including Wayne McGregor, Crystal Pite and Hofesh Schechter, just to name a few casting him in leading roles and world premieres. He has also begun generating interest in the fashion world, having been photographed by the world's top photographers, including Harley Weir and David LaChapelle, and also has been featured in fashion films for ID Magazine and Selfridges. Solomon has also had a 10-page spread in Boys by Girls magazine and was featured in the 2018 September issue of Take magazine. In this episode, Solomon talks about his experiences in the dance world so far, from being a Black man in ballet to the resilience and stamina needed to become successful in this arena. We talk about not being a victim of your circumstance and the importance of taking responsibility for your own outcomes, both the good and the not so good. Join us for this real conversation. I'm excited, as always, at the beginning of these podcasts when I have these amazing guests visiting me. And today I have the amazing Solomon Golding, who is a dancer who's yes. danced for the Hong Kong Ballet, San Francisco Ballet, and the Royal Ballet, where he made history by becoming the first Black British born dancer in the Royal Ballet's 85 year history. Yep. What an amazing <laughs> achievement, Thank Solomon! Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks.
0: amazing amazing so I just want to know about you and to ask you some questions about things that you're doing Mm -hmm. and how you what you're getting up to tell me a little bit about your story how it all started for you um so
1: how the dancing started I I feel like um I've always been a dancer um or performer I don't know which in which way it was going to manifest itself right but um always had exposure to like African dance and um Also just like music videos and, Mm -hmm. you know, just like Janet Jackson and just dancers. I don't know. I've always had just an affinity to it. Um, But how I kind of really got into ballet, um, my family, we moved, um, I was born in in Tottenham in London Mm -hmm. Um, and we ended up after moving a few times, Ending, my my parents um, bought their house and then sold it and then we moved to Africa. Ghana, um Jamaica first and then and then ghana um mm. where i kind that was really where my kind of artistic uh flair kind of really was cultivated because it's just that the culture in Africa quite that's i'm generalizing but is really kind of music and dance mm. um and uh so I saw a lot of that um And so, but in, in ways of like, um, being from a Western culture and stuff, um, we did want to watch TV and you know, so, so, um, we had this like TV with a a VHS player and uh, my grandma used to record like whatever special there was in like back in the UK, she used to record these, these cassettes and then send them out to us. Um, and she'd left the recorder on and I think there was like a, a. uh, Um, Christmas special of, like, Wallace and Gromit or something, which we wanted to watch. Right. And then, but we had these, like, little hidden Easter eggs of, like, if you left it on, you would see something else afterwards. And one of those things was um, the ballet. Um, And I think it was, like, Romeo and Juliet or Sleeping Beauty or something, and it was the Royal Ballet on. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I was just obsessed with ballet from that point. How old were you? Um six wow, or seven great. six mm. or seven um and it was around the time also in in uh Jamaica I remember watching Billy Elliot and kind of it was weird because I was I didn't see myself as him but then at the same time I did mm. because I wasn't from Newcastle I wasn't from a mining family I wasn't you know it was yep. different not those particular it wasn't details. those particulars but just this idea of overcoming mm. and kind of um being able to uh go somewhere which wasn't necessarily in your stars to go to but you could actually yeah um and then kind of looked more and more into it and then yeah I I moved back to London and I moved back to the UK we moved back to the UK and mum was like do you want to dance like do you want to go to dance classes and yeah so I did and just I was tan you know from day one people were like oh my god he's really good and I was like, I liked the reaction. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I liked the reaction that I got from other people when mm. I danced. So I I, I didn't really know if I was good or not. But yeah. the reaction of people were saying, I mean, it's nice to have someone say, oh my God, he could go to the Royal Bar- Oh my God, the Royal Ballet School. That's what was in Billy Elliot. You think I could right. go? There? You know what I mean? I didn't know what the Royal Ballet School was. I didn't really know what the Royal Ballet Company was. Mum had spoken about, you know, when we were younger would always speak about Nureyev and Margot Fontaine mm. and the Royal Opera House and the Royal Ballet. And you're, it's one of those things that it's like, it's, you know, when people in an older generation talk about actors that they loved yeah. in the, you know, Hollywood era and you're like, Oh, that's nice. But you're not really looking, you're, <laughs> you're not, not really, quite sure. You're not going to go back home and then Google, Oh, who was this person? You just like, it's an anecdotal story that someone older <laughs> wants to tell you that you're just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> as opposed to it being like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really know about the Royal Ballet or the Royal Ballet School, but people were like, oh my God, it's the best place in the world and you have to go and you're good enough to be there. And I was like, people telling me I'm good enough. I'm not going to be like, uh, no, you know, Yeah. I was just, course. I was just going with the flow, but dancing the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. And yeah. yeah, and then I went to the Royal Ballet School and was there for eight years and then joined Hong Kong Ballet and then the Royal Ballet and then, San you know, I did just all Moved kind of, you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that for you, it was around six or seven as well. I mean, yeah. yours was ignited by watching some videos yeah. or seeing these, well, VHS at the time, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I know that when I was seven, I, I felt like, you know, when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I knew from the age of seven, so very similar yeah. to you, that I wanted to be a singer. And that voice would be something that I would use. It was my calling. I just knew this. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't something, I don't recall something specific igniting it right. uh, other than the fact that I love singing and my mom always used to say, Sing, sing for your her friends and things yeah. like that. But it's interesting, and I find it's not very common that, I, at least in the work that I do and the people that I speak to, that most people say this is what I'm going to be from that young, and then they carry that through. Right. So it's really interesting to meet someone else who had that yeah. strong calling and yeah. followed through and made making and made a career from that. Yeah. You know that path and yeah. that journey. Yeah, no, it's it, it is interesting,
1: and it's you know I I would. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things which now the point I'm at in my life um, where, you know, when things that you l- fall in love with originally start to become work mm-hmm. and you trying to justify the feelings of like maybe unhappiness or non-fulfillment in, mm-hmm. in, in a certain field, it's easier to be selfish in a way for your own happiness because you d- never, I never, I always knew I wanted to dance or yeah. knew I, I was a performer, but I had no um, loyalty to um, the ways in which people kind of told me, or now I'm at the point where I have no loyalty to the ways in which people told me I had to be that, you know, yes. or, or how that should look like if mm. I wanted to be a dancer. Yeah. Um, And because that was my, because it's always been my first love. It's like, mm. I can't explain to you where it came from. So, for me to try and justify where I should like justify my place in this. Mm. I didn't know who you were before I fell in love with dancing. Yeah, Me seeing like, you know, even being a part of all of the institutions I've been a part of is that like in all the ways in which people try and tell you, this is the only place you can do it. You know, I kind of, I never fell in love with it. Like they were never a part of the reason of why reason I fell in why. love with it. Mm. I'd already fallen in I already knew this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um so yeah, in that respect it's kind of um reassuring. And sometimes you have to tap into that inner child and just be like, Oh, yeah. this is why I started doing this because I loved it. And so
0: Yeah, you definitely. Know, it, and And I think just to touch on what you just said about they weren't the reason that you fell in love with it and therefore you didn't necessarily feel a loyalty towards that. It's also you spoke about being in the flow earlier. It really feels like there was just something that you know, it wasn't necessarily that you chose it yeah. as opposed to it chose you. you. Exactly. And the institutions and all the things that you were, you know, that you were a part of or are a part of were just those platforms that allowed you to be you exactly. and express you in whatever way, shape or form exactly. that needed to be. Well, that was, I mean,
1: again, when it comes down to work, it's like sometimes it's like creative creativity is a resource, right? And, you know, like anything, there's there are structures put in place to refine it and also cultivate it, you know? And um, I think sometimes there are certain instances where I feel like I am being, I like, I feel like I'm in a factory, right? And I'm just being milked for my <laughs> creativity. And then, but the, no interest in like, actually how I want that creativity to be used or how I want it to be flavored or how I want it to be, you know, or even what, in what ways is it? being used you know like Mm. to tell to tell a story that doesn't apply to me at all in any sense or or um you know there have been times where you know i'm i'm i mean the industry i've been part of uh ballet you know isn't hasn't been for the longest time the most inclusive the most diverse places you know and it's sometimes you have to wrestle with that idea of like am i adding to am i further kind of um, legitimizing an in, an industry that doesn't is used is you know I, like my my talent is being cultivated, but me as a human being is yeah. not why I'm there. You know what I mean? It's sure. like you seem you are talented. We're going to take that talent, but it has nothing to do with the story that you want to tell. You know what I mean? Sure. So
0: it's you don't have a lot of creative c- creative um, freedoms. freedoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, if you want to be a part of a bigger, you know, it's it's that thing you always have to wrestle with. It's like, you know, I I hear, I have a lot of friends who, a few friends who are songwriters, you know, and there's songs that they want to write and then songs that they have to write to pay the bills. You know what I mean? It's that thing where you have to wrestle with that. Like, do you want security or do you want to be like have the creative freedom you know and it's like yeah
0: and I think yeah I mean in the music industry as you speak about songwriting it's the same and a lot of the artists who come into things are guided and molded and kind of shaped in forms that they didn't necessarily feel like they wanted to fit but allowed that to be part of the process as you say cultivating them and developing them Um, and then they get to a certain point where they can call the shots and where they can say well now actually I am in a place where I can decide some of the creative." um, ideas that are going to go into this and things like that. I think it's almost like a a rite of passage. It it feels like across a lot of these creative industries or entertainment, certainly in performance, because, you know, you, you do the work, you got to do the work and the level of dance that you do, because, you know, you've had, you've, you've had, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours beneath your belt of practice. I would say hundreds, maybe thousands. Right. Um, and you've gone through lots of pain, whether that's physical pain or emotional or stress, and that the, the whole life of a professional dancer at the level that you are, I'm curious to know about how you dealt with all of that. You know, what got you through it? Um,
1: again, it's the love of dance. It's just like the love of what you do. It's, yeah. um, I think there are times where, I don't know, it's it kind of, for me, it was always like, I don't think people really realized um, because of, again, like there are just certain things which, you know, there's a way sometimes of presenting yourself to the world. And then there's a way of actually being and who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think people underestimated the levels in which I did love. I do love ballet and I do love dance. Mm. Um, so when it getting through pain, it's like you just, I, I just knew it was an, a part of it. And like, I mean, I had three surgeries um before the age of twenty-one, wow. um, and you know, it was it. I would, if that requires me to keep dancing, then yeah, go for it. Like, just what needs to be removed or needs to be fixed or resown, mm. fix it. Like, you know, and yeah. I, I know I'll do the work to get back. You know, um, mm. and the same goes for like, I would dance anywhere. You know, it wasn't about the prestige of being in any of the any certain institution. It was yeah. just like I if it requires me to stay dancing, then I will go and I will do it. You know, it's, it's just that level of, um, I don't know. It's just that like, that's what I was, I'm here to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, here- I mean,
0: it's an interesting mindset because it's not one that a lot of people have or certainly, you know, younger people growing up now yeah. needing to cultivate this really hard work ethic when a lot of what I see is very much about the the uh, instant gratification, right? And yeah, not yeah. recognizing the work that goes into, you know, the right. all of this that you're talking about. But what what's interesting for me is that you just saw it no other way. You just thought this is, what is required. I'm going to feel pain. I'm going to feel it's going to hurt. It's going to be part of it. And I'm just going to get up and do it anyway.
1: And, you know, that was also very much instilled in us, um, as like kids and and in the family, you know, it's just like, everything is going to be hard work. It's just going, it's going to be harder and it's going to be harder because of your skin color and it's going to be harder from your background. It's just going to be harder. So it was never something which was like, we were never coddled into thinking that like things were going to be coming easy. And, you know, at the same time as well, like beyond that, like I went to the Royal Ballet School and that was hard for everyone. I mean, there were people who, Hadn't I would say perceptually easier time because, they you know, maybe they were top of the class or they were preferred or whatever it was, you know, they're, you know, whatever. But, you know, see, like one of my closest, closest friends and we're still friends, you know, to this day, um, she was from a wealthier background, right? Mm-hmm. And like the way I saw it is that I'm at this school because like I need to be a ballet dancer and that's how I'm going to make my money and that's how I'm going to start my, you know, like that's how I'm, it's my job. This is what's going to be my job. Yeah. Um she didn't have that same pressure. And I always used to, she didn't have that same pressure because her she was from a wealthy background anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way I saw it was that like even if she didn't become a dancer, it would be okay. Yeah. But she was still there working as hard as I was, doing and you know, it kind of negated the whole and I didn't I kind of looked at like, okay, what's harder? Mm-hmm. Being here and going through this whole situation because you don't have a choice, or being here and you do have a choice, you know, you don't have to worry about it's just how the bills are paid. Bills or, are paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? The drive was still there. That's so it, it's not as, you know, I, that was an interesting thing for me to see. Yeah. And going to that place, going to the school where like so many different people from different places were kind of in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um And it was hard. It was really, really hard. Um,
0: Yeah, I think it's great for you to reflect on that and recognize it. And because, you know, at that level, it's hard regardless. Yes. Certain things can make it harder, certainly. But then it comes down to a lot of different things. The mindset, how you approach um, pain and, and hardships and the fact that you had you know, you had your schooling from your mom and your dad really yeah. young to say, it's not going to be an easy journey. Yeah. So here, take all the resources, get your get your tools together, get everything you need so that when you start along this journey, you're prepared. Yeah. And I'm sure there were a lot of things you weren't prepared for, but a lot of them, as hard as they were, you were because exactly. you expected the hard work. Exactly. And I think to get to that level for anyone, um, as you say, regardless of the background, yeah. it, they wouldn't be there if they didn't, if they weren't putting in the work. Exactly. It's, it really wouldn't at that level. Yeah exactly you, you know get
1: to a point where it's like you can't there's no the way level is the level through. yeah 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 Yeah.
0: equally though yes it could be harder because as you said you've experienced things where you know the color of your skin oh yeah definitely you know how you might have been treated or yeah. how things went um, would have been different for you certainly and you know, very very likely harder in some yes, instances. Yeah. Um, having to prove, you know, you've you've made history, which is amazing. Right. But with that responsibility comes having to prove your, you know, your worthiness. Exactly. And and how was that for you? Talk a little bit about that part well, of the it's, journey. Well, you
1: know, it's it's really interesting because like, you know, it's 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 a funny thing where like you live if you, it's it's different like living as a black person or someone who has black in them and they put, you know, the world sees you that way. Yeah. Um is a whole different experience to like viewing it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you see yourself, I see myself as a, a, a regular normal human being, course, right? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> then you have all of this, this other like stuff put onto you where it's like, it's, it's just, it's just like, I don't even know. I, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to like, like try and equate it. But I just always found that I had to be a higher standard than, you know, or any of the other, we had, there was uh, three, two other um, black guys in my year and we were, we just had to be better than ever. Like you had to be. yeah. Um, and I speak about this a lot and I speak about it through my own social media and stuff about um, like for me, I'm a, I'm a snob, right? I love high, I love art and I love high quality art. Right. And that has nothing to do with like skin color or or sexuality or any of these things, you yeah. know, because I'm like, if if I if a company or anyone says that they're the best in the world, right, you have to open that up to everyone in the world. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Like, I, I I've, you know, see companies and, and different ballet companies and any and, you know, other things where they're like, we are the best in the world at what we do and it's like how can you say that
0: yep. <laughs> if you do not if open it up if you are seeing it's the world and the world <laughs> the
1: world includes more than just white people of right course. so it's my argument has never been about like um you know, diversity for diversity's sake. Of course. It's like we just need to open and that was what I do see in ballet is that there are certain dancers who shouldn't be if they were their skin colour was different, they wouldn't be there. Right. And that's just the reality. And yeah. I'm like, if we're here talking about art, like an art institution, yeah. then we can't make rules for in in more of a way where it's like you know, I, I, black people are like, we have to work so much harder. Like I say, I have to work so much harder. I would say that the standard can be lower. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For the, Like you can fail, you can continue to fail up. If I fail once, I'm out. You right. know, if I fail once, my, they've viewed me as someone who can't, oh, he can't Can't really, keep up, can't, right. can't match. But pe- I have seen many instances where people fail up, where like they get given something. Okay, well, that was... Okay, done. You know yep. what I mean? It was not oh, the standard, not that, the you standard <laughs> that you would, but fine. And then, but it's, that's, they did it. Look, like, we gave it to them and they did it. It wasn't as good, but they did it. So here's the next thing. Right. And it's like, hold on a second. Not I'm, I, not only is it like unfair, yep. but it's not doing the art for many favors because the standard is not as high as it could be. Just yeah. generally. And you know that's not coming from me as a black person trying to be salty about it. I'm just saying, no, I'm sorry, as an artist and someone who loves the institution and loves the ballet we can't we can't keep giving each other passes mm. for. Work that isn't as good, you yeah. know what I
0: mean? Because what happens is that over time, of course, that just filters down and oh, ripples out, ripples. and then the quality and the the level of dancing generally lowers. It lowers, and um, it's just you yeah. know you
1: can't make excuses. For it. And then pe- also people become disenfranchised. Mm. And there's not only black dancers; it's dance, it's it's talented people. Yes, you know who are seeing like and and this whole atmosphere of you know I've I've been in ballet companies, and there's young young kids come in, seventeen years old, and they're like. I could do that, and it feeds into this instant gratification thing mm. that we we're talking about. It feeds into this kind of idea that anyone can do it because right. you ha- like you're creating this environment where yeah they could because you're allowing this to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember when I first you know saw the Royal Ballet Company and 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 was part of the Royal Ballet Company. You know, people had been like amazing, incredible dancers had mm. been in, you know, the lower ranks for a long time, and you know they had to really prove themselves. And if you got to do like a prince, a soloist part, you got one show and like a student mat. It wasn't like you know you wouldn't be opening night. You'd get like your one chance, and mm. it, it was that was it was like you had to really work for it. You know, earn your
0: yeah earn your place it's just, like those foundations I mean, maybe
1: it's because I was young and maybe it's because I'm at the age I'm at now and I see I I'm part of you know the institution of ballet you know I just I just it upsets me and I think race is a big factor in that also like sexuality is a big factor in that
0: and it's just like how has it affected you regarding sexuality
1: well because you know generally I'm speaking very generally yeah but Um, Ballet is a very Eurocentric art form, right? And I think there's been acceptance of, um, growing acceptance of um, black bodies in ballet. But um, even for me growing up, I heard a lot. My body was objectified a lot. Right. Um, I always heard comments about my body. And if it weren't about my body, it was about another black dancer's bodies, where it was like either... Black dancers aren't refined enough to be in ballet. They don't, aren't as flexible. They don't have as nice feet. All of these kind of things which made dancers, black dancers, black bodies seem unrefined, unelegant. Right. And it was also very Eurocentric. Ballet is a Eurocentric art form. And with Eurocentricity comes those Eurocentric beauty standards. So right. we're looking at, you know, the features are wide noses and big lips and the, your. Um, posture is s-shaped so you know we have to have flat posture it's just like a whole string of things so when it comes to black masculinity Mm. the black man is seen as like this like exotic sexual being who is just going to come and just you know Mm. devour everyone and (laughs) with their sexuality and their so being uh you know i always the way i saw myself as a dancer was always more princely Right. So I would be like, well, you know, I, my technique as well. And I would always get this comment like, oh, but you have nice feet and you're flexible and your body is very, you know, refined. It's rare. So I used to get like positively stereotyped to get like, yeah. you know, in the ways in which they thought black people looked, I didn't look like that. So right. they were like,
0: you you're, can, an exception. you're an
1: exception to the rule, <laughs> right. but you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was like, but the way in which I would just say wider, cult, wider Western cultures view black men mm. and black women, which is why you'd also black women you don't see like black women you don't see in ballet is because again, the body type, they, oh, your body type is too, you know, you're too athletic. Right. I mean, but what is it we're doing? We're dancing like seven hours every day. and But yeah. not athletic. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, and they're too sexual. You know, it's like you're like, a sexual being like black people are seen as these kind of like animalistic sexual mm. beings so if you don't fit into that it's like okay you can be a prince but you're black so but then you, you we need you to be more man like, we need you to be more uh, more masculine and more and right. i was like well that's not my i'm not saying i was like camping it around like i was doing everything that was that required was, of yeah. me but because people knew my sexuality it I, just, I don't. Th- I just don't think I was attractive to them. You know what I mean. Right. I just okay. don't think they thought saw me as being able to sell a, a store. You know what I mean. I yeah. don't know. Is it's, there's just stereotypes put on black men. Yeah. And well, I
0: mean, it's there's. I'm sure there's so many stories yes. that you can share and there's yes, so many yes, experiences yes. No, that you absolutely. had that really kind of highlight a lot of what you're talking about. What do you think is the way forward? Because when we have institutions that have been around for as long as these institutions have been around, yeah. we know that change isn't overnight. Absolutely. What are the, some of the things that you think... Um, need to be addressed? And how do you think, what's the way forward to change this? Yeah. Is it something that needs to be changed? Do you need to create your own thing? What do you think Absolutely. about that? I think
1: all of those things are entirely valid. Um, well, the first uh, the first thing I would say is that if we're going to do um, diversity, we have to do it right. Um, you can't, I mean, a big thing that's been kind of taking over the ballet world is like kind of scandalous is that, you know, black people have been used for um, the posters and the um, press that they put out, right. but then not cast in the ballets or not put in, you know, and it's like, don't use it because it's trendy. Yes. And this is the thing. It's like, you're not asking, you know, I, I would always be going into schools and things and talking to people about, you know, diversity. Mm-hmm. They, I, I've been in this situation. These are my people. Do you know what I mean? They don't need to hear me come and say, because I feel like I'm, selling a line a bit when I'm like, yeah, there's a place for you here. But then my casting hasn't been reflective and I'm struggling to get the parts that I want and not even want, but deserve. And, you know, I'm jumping through a million hoops. It's like, you're not making this easy for me. But also when it comes down to things like hair. Yeah. Makeup artists and 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 hair, hair stylists who don't know how to do black hair, yeah. you know, and and... <laughs> just little things that you think are little, but like you can't say here's a place for you and then not accommodate that or educate yourself in knowing what, it requires to have a black person there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
0: I mean, I I completely understand. I mean, even just when our daughter was young, she was, I don't know, maybe seven or eight and she was just trying out ballet for the first time. She did, Uh, you know, just the beginning stages. But even then there was an issue with making sure that her hair was back in a bun and things like that. And saying, you know, the way she wore her hair, hair, which was where dreadlocks at the time was not acceptable, look for it. Is there any way that we can change it or adapt it to kind of get into a bun? And yes, I can pull dreadlocks, dreadlocks back into a bun, but the whole process of what's not acceptable for your hair exactly. and what's acceptable, it was, you know, it was definitely oh, even just, just at the beginning. I mean, I didn't even go through any, really no, a couple yeah. years of exactly. ballet. So I can understand exactly. how a whole you know, having to go through that the entire time yeah. could be quite stressful. Exactly. And
1: there's accommodation for it. You know, it's like making accommodation and looking at these things, which we say are acceptable and not. Yeah. You're telling someone's identity and that is not acceptable. So you can't expect Black people to want to come and do this. You know, that's right. like the other thing as well. You know, I would hear, well, we just don't have the amount of people with the interest in it. You know, and this argument has been put because Black, I mean, ballet shoes and ballet tights come in pink flesh tone right yes i can't wear flesh tone i can't wear flesh tone ballet shoes because they're not my skin color i'm not saying the flesh tone that they do provide matches every white person's skin of color course, yeah but it's a com there's an accommodation for you people have you know and block have just done it and i think freed of london have just like released a kind of um black and brown ballet shoes like in like flesh colors um but a lot of ball- a lot of the shoe makers and that were saying well, there's no there's supply and demand you know why would we make this if there's no one to buy it right but at the same time it's like if there's nothing there to accommodate i, I don't want to be painting my shoes all the time yeah but that's what i had to do you know what i mean yeah. it's these things which just seem a bit backward yeah you know well, you know, um, it's sorry. it's
0: good to talk about those details. And it's yeah. great that companies are actually doing something yeah. now to reflect the fact that there are a lot more people coming through exactly. with our skin tones, yeah. you know, and chocolate colours from in, all sorts uh, of reflections. Right, right. Um because yeah, I think it's it, I mean, certainly there's so much. this is just the, the small stuff in in the grand scheme of, but yeah. it all adds oh, up. It does. You in- know, what, what's available to you and how can you be supported in this journey yeah, so that you even, are included. Right,
1: because even when you're there, there are just certain things that happen when you're reminded that um, okay I'm here but do they want me here yeah because and they just don't think about it because they've never had to think about it people don't have to think about it. they don't have to think about their hair getting done they don't have to think about that shoes coming in their color they don't have to think about their makeup coming in their their skin tones sure. because they've never had to think about it so why would you know it's almost that innocence of like oh well I would just assume it be provided for you because it's provided for me right you know what I mean it's just and I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying it just takes a, a little bit more empathy yes. to realize, because you don't, you know, you don't it's, it's in a, a nice place to be in where you're like, oh, well, I'm, I get my hair done and I get my, oh, I've got, I've got, you know, foundation in my color. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Damn. Oh, okay. You know, and then. What can I do? What? Always adapting, it always, always adap- finding a way right. around. Exactly. Exactly. There's that. And then also I think um, more kind of, Exponentially, I feel like um kind of I'm I'm at the point now where I'm trying to create my own kind of spaces and great. and kind of marry what I've learned from all of these massive great institutions and mm-hmm. the choreographers I met and the dancers that I've met mm-hmm. to try and start creating works that I feel like encompass all of those things I'm speaking about. You know what Amazing. I mean? And just to Amazing. also prove, I mean, I I get it, I understand. If you've been an institution for you know, hundreds of years or however long you've been in an institution for, change uh, exactly doesn't come overnight. But no. then you've also got a lot of things which have been very much cemented and very much established in those institutions where that stuff is going to be hard. Also even to convince people, yeah. you know, you see it a lot in the in the um, film industry, you know, trying to convince um the big movie houses to start making, you know, black comedies. I mean, black made movies because they just convinced, I mean, even then in the makeup industry, you know what Rihanna did with the, the skin, the Fenty beauty and all the skin tones, people were like, well, we're not going to make these colors because people won't buy, you know, they just see it as not being profitable. Rihanna bought out her thing and now everyone's on the bandwagon. And we've now added another 50 shades to our line as well. It's like, isn't that great? (laughs) Okay, look, we've been telling you this from day one, but sometimes you just have to get to a point where you do it yourself and you yes. show like, see guys, it's yeah. not as scary as you, but you know, it, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, It's like, so that's that's kind of where I'm at at the moment where I'm like, we can make high art and we can make, you know, you can, you know, there's this idea where we don't want to be snobbish and elitist and this that, and the other. It's like, you can make a, a really super high quality art, just because you include black and brown and Asian people and everyone, just because you include them does not bring down this. It doesn't have to mean that you bring down the standard of the art form. It just doesn't. In fact, what it does is just takes it to a whole nother level. You know, because yeah, you've
0: had to work so hard, as you said, to, uh, right. to, to, to be better than uh, right. others it around you who had those opportunities. Another
1: level. Because yeah. if you even out the playing field, then everyone gets everyone better. Everyone gets better. Absolutely, It just does, you know, and that's what happened. Um, but I, you know, it, that's kind of some of the things. Some that, of the things that just yeah. I feel, you yeah. know.
0: I think that's great, and I know I can imagine. Yes, I know it's not going to be something that changes overnight, but I can imagine that there are a lot of, um, you know, young ballet dancers wanting to be da- ballet dancers. People coming up now, certainly from all cultures and everything yeah. like that. So, can I ask you? I'm going to ask you two questions in one. Uh, first is what would you, what piece of advice would you give to aspiring dancers or creatives who are wanting to come up in industry yeah. and then maybe addressing then what would you say to a young black girl or boy who wants to come, you know, become a ballet dancer in the industry that as it is right now? Okay. So wait, so. So what, general, what, general, because what, we're all creatives, you yeah. know, doing stuff that we want to do and yeah. you've been in a really, in a high level in your career.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what piece of advice would you give aspiring creatives? the piece of advice I'd say to um,
1: inspiring creatives is that like what you're doing is absolutely valid and there's a space for you you know there's this I you know sometimes when you start and and to hold on to that idea of why like that whole identity and that thing that you do like hold on to it because once you kind of get into you know you start pursuing that thing that you you like the young the thing that you want to do there will be opinions and people telling you how it should and shouldn't be done and what that should look like mm. start comparing you to to even if you think they're the greatest person ever start comparing you to people where like in your mind there was people I was always compared to and I, in my mind I'd be like I don't want to be that person but it's disrespectful to say I love because I love that person but like <laughs> that person is that person already I want to do my own thing you know yes. what I mean but yep. also have that respect for those who came before you and all of that yeah but Just to hold on to, you know, even if it's like you write, I started journaling. Mm. I used to hate it because it just felt like homework, but (laughs) I've really like, I found it again and just journaling and just remembering the reasons why and writing down what you want and what you want it to look like. And just going over that, even if it's in a year's time, like if you don't read it back a year late, like a year later, if you're continuing just like going through your journal and jotting things and your ideas are changing, just look so you can physically see
0: the journey, the journey, mm. but
1: also like who you are and, and see how, you know, you do change also as a person and you change your ideas change and that's okay as well. But it's just knowing yourself a bit and, yeah. and knowing what it is that you're wanting to do or just trying to shut out the noise a bit, you know, because then people will tell you, what you should look like, who you should be, how you should sound, how you should dance, how you should, whatever it is. So, um, and you can listen and you can not, but just remember why it is and who it is you kind of came to be.
0: Yeah, you know? and I think for young I will say young kids because I th- obviously you're coming from a place of reflection right now where you can look back and think, this is how you've done it. This is what you've done. You didn't necessarily know who you were back then. Yeah. But what you did know was that you wanted to be the best version of you, whatever that became, w- right, exactly. rather than being this person, that person. Yeah. And it really does come down to recognizing that you're an individual, you're unique. Exactly. And as you said, you in your in your entirety is valid. Yeah. And that worthiness exactly. is, is so important. Yeah. So I think that's an awesome message. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. especially in this age, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like generational, but in the age of social media and the age of instant access and, and kind of seeing what everyone is doing, mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, and that's, look at it for what it is, as a tool. Don't look at it as, as a, like the thing to make you the thing that you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's an amazing platform platform and it can be um, amazing but it's easy to get wrapped up in it and it's easy to see you know certain things happening you know and for me that was interesting because I knew I've known dancers who are very very well known on social media and seeing what they post and put out compared to what they do like as I know I work with someone and I'm like next to them day to day (laughs) and I see them day to day and just like how and you know, and then I've looked on social media and I've seen someone and I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing and they're great and I wish I did I need to do this a bit more because that's what they do. And then and marrying it to knowing someone who's that what, same person. What's
0: actually happening and in then real you life, just, yeah.
1: So that's what I'm saying is that like it can I mean, social media is the life you want people to see. Yeah. Right? That's and just know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the life that people want you to see. We all go through more or less the same kind of stuff. Yes, so, of course. So, you know, it's Id- idealistic, but, you know, yeah. just try not to.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important to me. And I talk about this a lot because similarly, I put, I, you know, a lot of the stuff that I put on social media is with the aim of inspiring or motivating or, you know, uplifting people. Yeah. Well, that in in itself says that you're not necessarily uplifted right now, or you're not necessarily (laughs) motivated right now, or you're not necessarily whatever right now. So here's something that can help. But also the fact that I put those things up doesn't mean that I'm always motivated and uplifted and inspired or inspiring. I also go through the downs that people go through. And I make this very clear when people, because it does sometimes give that perception. I have been, been told, oh, yeah, but you've got your life figured out. I was like, well, <laughs> thanks. But actually all right. I have are tools that I practice right. and I do my best to practice consistently. And I have certain mindsets that help me, which is failure is feedback. Mistakes are feedback. If you fall down, you, you it's, it sh- it's just the nature that something will change and you will get back right, up. Right. And so- I I know these things, so these are the things that I use, but it doesn't mean that I don't drop or that I don't fall or that I don't feel (laughs) sad or that I don't cry. Um, So I find it very interesting, but I think you're right. It is. It is absolutely the life you put the life that you want people to see, yes. as opposed to necessarily what is. Yeah. And it's so easy, unfortunately, for um, I will generalize and say the youth yeah. to compare uh, from you know and and get depressed by by what other people are projecting if, if yeah. their lives aren't there. Yeah. Um, but using social media as a platform to kind of go out, get your stuff out there, like, get your absolutely. stuff out there, like yeah,
1: and it's your space that you cultivate. Like I do the same with my social media; it's like my space to cultivate, but. At the same time, it's like, you know, it's not this. Yeah, this is, again, it's the life I want people to see. It's the, like, that is my, you know, this is my dancing, this is my modeling stuff, this is this. Yeah. You're not seeing me like, okay, now I want a bowl of cornflakes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or the other. Crap. things yeah, yeah that that happened
0: so I want to go back to this question just because I think there was there is a really interesting nuance because of your experience being um a, a black man yeah. you know going through the ballet and I love the fact that you spoke about the worthiness and you're valid just who you are is there anything that would be different if there was like a young black dancer coming up right now listening to this that you would say that's different from any creative wanting to get in to do something at a high level
1: um Yes. I feel like, um, it's, I, I I feel like there is a, the, the, the discussion is there now. Do you know what I mean? I feel like also companies are doing, there is this talk, whether you feel it's trendy, whether you feel it's just like ticking a box, whether you, I mean, there's discussion about black, black bodies and brown bodies in spaces, which have been predominantly white. So I feel like, there is more interest in people. Like people will look at you. More, you know what I mean. Yeah. There, there is a, there is a space you'll be considered. You know, more, yeah. more and more. There are a lot more black dancers. You know, in the more examples, ball- yeah, more now. examples now. Yeah. Um. And also, just like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this more just generally in ballet is that people are fi- like holding, finding, I mean, respecting themselves more to challenge certain things I think there's this whole you know the whole talk I mean not even just in ballet just in the world in general you know Mm. we're kind of at these very kind of um, extreme places like some people are extreme right some people extreme left some you know uh, you know these discussions about women and discussions about harassment and assault and all of these kind of things where Mm. people feel like they oh you know what actually I didn't like that regardless of what my rank is or where I am in this company yes we're humans first and foremost so I think there is there is um a lot more kind of space now and conversations conversations being had had, you know where when I started not really like not Mm. really yeah um
0: Well, I mean, what's reassuring is that, you know, you're still young in in the grand scheme of. And so that means that in the last, I don't know, say the last 10 years, quite a lot of shifts have happened. You have certainly paved the way for quite a few people, um, you know, with, you know, being the first black British born for the Royal Ballet. And and I think that's amazing because a lot of people will then look up to that and recognize what's important. And there's certainly a lot of lessons. I would love to know what you think are some of the biggest lessons you've learned so far in your career.
1: Um, well, a lot of it is this kind of stuff that I'm, I'm kind of giving, giving it as advice is just that, um, you know, the, one of the first things I said today was just that, you know, I got into dance because of the love I had for it, you know, and, and just feeling that feeling of this is what I was here to do Yeah, and kind of refinding that feeling again, you know, a lot, a lot has happened, um going through my time at the Royal Ballet School and the Royal Ballet and moving companies, going and joining other companies. Um, a lot has happened to make me forget why, you know, there are times where this has really felt like a job and really mm. there have obviously, there have definitely been times where I'm like, why the hell did I decide to do this? <laughs> like, I'm just not having a good time at all. Um, but I just really, there there have been times in, in my life um, where... I have to be kind of selfish for my own happiness because I realize that I'm responsible for my own happiness, Absolutely, you know. Yes. And and I was kind of trying to outsource it to other people and other things and oh yeah, it's this institution, oh it's racism, oh it's and not to say that they didn't have parts to do with. Yes. But at the same time, like I was very much responsible for my for my own happiness. And if there was something I didn't like or didn't Solomon you don't have to you don't have to stay you don't or you don't have to stay quiet about it or you don't have to you know how much is it worth and I had to kind of come back to the point of like wait I didn't even know what this place was I didn't even know who that person was before I started dancing you know or feeling that I love dance or or watching Janet Jackson music videos and wanting to match the moves and Michael Jackson and whoever it was you know what I mean like that was that was all that was it wasn't Oh, because of this person have given has given like kind of you know verified my you know validated yeah. me as a dancer. Now no yeah, no no yeah. you were as soon as you decided that you wanted to dance and you were a dancer that was it that's yeah. it you know and I I don't like to hear people say like oh I I don't know how to dance I'm not a good dancer or I'm not a good singer or whatever
0: it oh, is we hear that all and the time. it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah you
1: are like yes you are don't even like it's not there is no right or wrong in any of this, yeah. you are a dancer, you know, and I had to kind of come back to that almost what would be seen as kind of, you know, um, base instinct in myself. But I was like, well, you know, forget all the pomp and circumstance. Like I know why I wanted to dance, yeah. you know, and that belongs to me. Yes. You know, my dancing belongs to me. Yeah, And so I kind of had to find that in myself. And that was um, one of the biggest lessons I learned is just kind of like, I'm responsible for my own happiness. And um, you can outsource, you know, your validity to other people, but at the end of the day, you're never going to please everyone. And if that's what t- your happiness is tied to, or not even happiness, because happiness, you can be happy and sad and but still be content, you know. It's just that contentment in what you do, you yeah. know, and just... Um, that was one of my biggest lessons i 've learned actually the I, think it's,
0: I think it 's a i think it 's a wonderful lesson i think it 's really important to remember your why what was why did you you know, not why did you start in the first place, but what was important to you at the start yeah. that made you want to go out there and yeah. express yourself through dance? Yeah. And I think that that's really important. It's often what's forgotten. Yeah. You know, a lot of the work that I've done helping people really kind of discover what they love and to build their business and, and things around that has been very much about coming back to the, the root and the why exactly. and what fulfills them so that it doesn't necessarily matter on the surface so much, the, the, the mode of expression. Exactly but yeah. that those fundamental values are being met yeah. and incredibly important as well to remember that you are responsible for your own happiness exactly and i love i love that you said my dancing belongs to me because yeah. i think there's something very special in that that it is something that you it is your gift it's something that you share and you give yeah. to other people but it's coming through you and from you yeah. which is which is really beautiful exactly um and also <laughs> just one more point because you talk a lot about the um, the institutions and all the things that you've gone through, one of the things that I think is really important that you've also highlighted is not being a victim of circumstance. Oh, absolutely. Because we could whine and go on and on about all the things that you know could be better because it's true that they could be better we want them to be better and in order for that to happen we need to speak about them and do something about them but equally there are certain institutions that are what they are right now yeah. and if it's either as you said that you can leave or within it make the changes that you can to make an impact on those to follow exactly. but you're not a victim of circumstance and no. i say this recently with you know my husband and i we're we're quite fed up with the the education system Mm. as it stands. Mm -hmm. Education is so important, but as it stands there's a lot that's so outdated. This isn't new. The discussions have been going around social Uh, media and been going around for so long about how outdated it is, um, the the way the systems are, certainly um, Western um, generalization um, and the UK where we're based. Um, And so we've we've taken our our youngest out of school because he wasn't thriving. He wasn't getting what he deserves right. in that institution. So I tried, we tried to make it work. Exactly. We did our best, but what can you do? Either be a victim of the circumstance or take responsibility See? for your own yes. stuff and do it yourself for the sake of this bettering people. And this that's our child who is, who Who else to better than them first? Exactly,
1: this is it. This is exactly it. And that's, that's the scary thing, I think. And I think that's why a lot of people stay, I mean, a lot of, I mean, there are dancers that I've, you know, seen and, and been in contact with and, and, you know, friends with who are unhappy, you know what I mean? But I think there is something very scary about, or just, I don't know, like taking responsibility where it gets to a point where it's like, if this, if I fall flat on my face, it's mine. But if I saw and thrive and fly, then that's also, mine. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that fear of, um... You can just, yeah. You know, if you're part of a big institution, you can complain about the institutions until the cows come home. Yep. But, you know, and it's their fault. It's their fault. And they're paying you every, they're paying you. And then, 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 then but it's their fault. So it's like, you know, you're just going to remain unhappy. You know, you're going to yeah. remain in that, but you have someone else to blame. If you take responsibility of your happiness then you have no one else to blame or no one else to thank but yourself. You know what I Correct. mean? And I think that's the, that is the fear. And that was just one of the scariest things for me is like, okay, now I'm gonna have to take this crutch of you know having all these issues with these institutions. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to take that crutch away and stop using that as an excuse as to why I'm not at the point where I would like to be or you know, they've done this and they've done that. Like, no, 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 okay. Now I take that crutch away. I can't yeah. moan about that. Then what is it now? Like, who am I now? And what have I got to offer? You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's, that was the scariest part for me because I was like, okay, now I can't complain about this because, you know, I've decided yep. I'm going to be happy now or not even be happy, but start doing what I've always said I wanted to do. Yes, You know what I mean? And so, I think that's the decision people are, are most nervous and scared to make when they can't blame someone else for the reason that they're unhappy. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and and when we do that it's it's empowering because it Ooh. you it makes you realize that as as crap as things sometimes can be, it also means that there is always something that you can do to change Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's not I have to wait for someone else to help me out here. Exactly, you're responsible, so it's 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 very empowering when I when you operate from that Absolutely. that that mindset. I I, I know and believe. Uh, so what's next for you? Because I know that you've recently left the San Francisco Ballet. Yes. So what's next? What's next on your agenda? Um,
1: yes, yeah, so I left the San Francisco Ballet and um, I've kind of moved back to London and. Um, I'm kind so I'm trying to start my business. I'm going to start my 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 company. Yep. Um, where it's not a a ballet company, it's more of um an art curation company. Amazing. So yeah. (laughs) Um. So basically, um, I'm trying to create a space and a platform for. Um. I I know there's been so. at least from my experience, I'm just going off of what I experienced and I'm just trying to make it into a, a kind of a wider thing where people and uh, uh, companies and, and people and individuals have been very interested in ballet. Ballet has always held this kind of intrigue and nicheness to it, mm. which fashion has always been very interested in. Film has always been interested in art has always been interested in. Um, but I just don't see that the dancers are, I never felt like I had the freedom to pursue these projects because I was, I mean, you sign contracts and of you're, you know, your, your image is owned by companies and mm-hmm. it's this whole thing. Um, and you just don't have the time to go and create these things. But then also at the same time, you know, I felt like some of the companies, I, I don't know, whilst working for some of the companies I work for, you know, choreographers would come with an idea to create with this company. You know, you've invited a new work to be created. Mm-hmm. And then there's been certain caveats to, oh, h- here's the person you can use to, to be in this ballet or... Mm-hmm we actually want the design to be like this and actually we would like to u- for you to use classical music so there's been a a, a situation where there hasn't been entire freedom for right. people to you know
0: to Ex- explore, explore that, explore that, exactly, and that's where you are now. Where you're so this is where it. I'm at. I'm like, How I fun. don't have a contract,
1: so you can keep that. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm in a place where, like, i you know, I've met some really incredible, incredible choreographers and, and designers, and I know amazing dancers. Like the ballet world is so small, and I've worked for some of the top companies in the world. So, yes. you know, great dancers and great choreographers. And then I've been very, very lucky to be, you know, I I know some amazing people in in the fashion industry. Amazing, amazing um, uh, opportunities, you know, modeling and wearing amazing clothes and having great relationships with designers and stuff. So I'd love to get them involved. And again, in the music industry, I know some amazing people. And I just felt like I've always had this thing of um, I'm not being able to use all of the connections that I that i i have, I have yeah. um so i'm just basically wanting to create this space where like we just are like a company where it's like i you know i think this producer would um, we could make a film with this designer and this choreographer and these dancers that'd be sick if you yeah. want to do that and then like if this company you know so basically oh, it just being a bit freedom. of an impresario that's yeah, yeah, brilliant yeah.
0: freedom of creativity creativity opening beyond. the dance. doors exactly. and, just... and and i know that you will have a, this wonderful inclusive oh, and diverse I mean, if i wanted to be the
1: best in my, listen my company is going to be the best in the world and i mean that in the way that like you wh- wanted it to me, to uh, me like, yes. in the way i wants to be like i don't care if you're black white asian whatever it is male female like if you're the best at what you do then you're the best at what you do. And I'm yeah. not going to, because you're black, I'm not going to exclude you. And because you're white, I'm going to exclude you. No, 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 no. This is about creative creation of art in its highest possible form. Brilliant. Without any of that stuff. stuff. That, I mean, it doesn't, whether you're able-bodied or disabled, it does, does not, absolutely does not mean that you can't do art. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. So So exciting. No, 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 no. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I mean, there's a lot of like adult things I have to do. And like, you know, and you're just like, (laughs) someone else could do that. That'd be great. No, but you know, it's also a learning curve for me. You know. Yeah.
0: And of course, if I can support you in any way. Of course. And it, like, I'm you just, know how to reach yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Like, this is the other thing as well. Like, I just, there's so much space for people to be involved in this mm. that, like, I'm just like, the more the merrier. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome.
0: It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It, it, it already is. <laughs> I awesome. know. I'm
1: so excited. I'm so excited. And, and, you know, it's funny because, like, now I'm at this point where I'm like, Oh, of course, this is what I need to do. We were, you know, I yes. was talking about the, before, um, talking about the universe and, you know, I'm, I am I write a lot. I journal and I, um, you ask for certain things from life and mm-hmm. you're, you know, you know, if only I could do this or whatever it is I'd love for this and I, I want to be on this stage and I want to perform with this company and whatever it is. And then you ask this of the universe and then you expect it to come in, like you expect it to be the thing that you think it should be in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then the universe is like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me just show you this thing, which it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get to a point and now I'm at, because I, I went through a bit of a process leaving San Francisco and um, thinking that I wanted to dance for another ballet company and then that didn't happen and then I like, felt frantic about getting another contract and I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to, I'm, I'm out of the job and right. right. And um, then this idea, this, this idea has always been there. Yeah. but It just know,
0: represented it re- itself. Re- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and,
1: and, you know, now I'm like, oh, of course this is a thing I should be doing. But That's it awesome. took me a second to get to this point where yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, this is it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, you spoke about... Very early on in your life, just feeling like, you know, you didn't choose to do this. You just were, you just were in the flow. Yes. The flow. And I think that being in the flow is really just being aligned with the energy of Absolutely. the universe, this universal energy that just runs through everything. Absolutely, And when we're in the flow, that's when we're much more in tuned with our um, intuition. Oh. And that's when these things can be presented exactly. and you, this is when you can notice them yeah so the fact that that's something you know you talk about you being like that from young carrying that through till now big decisions to be made in yeah. your career but yeah. you just know that this is the next step this is
1: the thing though this and this is, is wonderful is, uh, like going back to that the advice I gave you know when I was talking about many people will say many different things to you I can't tell you that like when I was going through this process of to where I'm at now the amount of people I was talking to in my head, if that makes (laughs) the amount of voices and hearing, you know, different directors and different dancers. And i was like, what would this dancer say? And what would that director say? And if I say this, what would that person say? You know what I mean? And I wasn't, I knew like my voice was saying you need to just start this company solomon yeah but this other my other person like there was these voices in my head of just expectation of who i was supposed to be yes. as opposed to what i wanted to do yeah. um and so that's what i mean by you know i'm i'm at a point and we're talking about flow and universal and yeah things just start happening where you just are like your intuition just takes you you know yeah. what i mean and there'll yeah. be signs as well and i like they don't they're not literally like Go this way. But there (laughs) will just be things. And even if you don't hear them, if you don't think about them now or see them now, you look back and you're like, ah, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. What sound do you love?
1: What sound do I love? I love the sound of applause.
0: (laughs) Yes. I'm sure (laughs) you've heard that many, many, many times so far in your career and your life. And so well deserved. Solomon, it's been such a pleasure having you. you I'm so honored. Um, To learn more about Solomon Golding, you can find him at solomongolding.com and on Instagram at at solomongolding. Thanks for joining. I celebrate all that you are, oh, thank and thank you. you for being such a shining example You're of all. someone doing what they love, of dedication, of resilience, and you know, operating at a high level in your field. You. Um, it really is a joy to witness your growth and expansion, not thank just you. in the work that you do, but as a human being and thank the person you. I know you to be. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Final question: What is your soulful sound to the world? Your self-prayer or desire that you wish upon the world.
1: Um, my desire I wish upon the world is to get to a higher place of learning through creativity and expression
0: straight into the point that's it love it and love you thanks <laughs> love so much thank you so much Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love, healing and sound wherever you are.